And in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to this. Uh, this oh gosh. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Investment Property Income Podcast. My name is Jeff Eady, and joining me today, as always, is the uh, king of one-liners, one of Canada's top mortgage brokers, a heck of a nice guy, a good friend of mine. And a guy who really knows his stuff, Mr. Jonathan Tilger. Jonathan, how are you today? Oh, well, for those who were not listening right before we started recording this, uh, we're, we're, we're having a lot of fun. We're off to a great start. And I know when, when you, I, you brought in the king of the one-liners, I know when I say something, you don't even comment. Okay, I know we're going to be in for fun. <laughs> <laughs> just started recording. <laughs> just gave me that look of, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, let's get down to business. Let's, we're supposed to be serious when we talk about business, aren't we? Um, <laughs> that is not a philosophy of mine, by the way. I, uh, I figure if you can't have fun doing it, then why freaking do it? Life is too short. And if, if you're going to be doing business, do you want to be laughing while you're doing it? Or you want to sit there and go, no, we've got to be serious. We've got to do it this way. I'd rather be laughing myself. And thank you for the brilliant segue, Jonathan. We're going to be talking today about doing business with people you like and working with realtors. <laughs> that was a good segue that, that was phenomenal well, well done well done well done <laughs> if the folks listening could uh, could see me i would stand up and take a bow so on that note um as an investor or as a first-time home buyer here's all right let me back up realtors beep, beep, uh, <laughs> beep. what's your take on realtors love them hate them need them want them how how's it go Realtors are, I mean, I love, I love realtors. Indispensable. I mean, indispensable. I mean, they're a big, a big part of my business. It's really through building relationships with realtors is how I built my business. So there are a lot of phenomenal realtors out there. Yep. Um, Aside from your business, let's say here's, here's one of the, there's something I cringe at every time I hear it, the for sale by owner, or I'm going to, to list it on, well, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but they are colored bricks that uh, people like to, to post it on and basically to save the commission on, on the realtor, right? Yeah. Why? Well, A, why do you think people would obviously, I don't think we need to dive into that. It's money. Um, what is the advantage for somebody using a realtor if they're buying, selling, uh, becoming an investor? What's their big thing that they should be looking for in a realtor over selling it themselves? The, well, the, the big thing really comes down to, I'll just say a quality realtor, a realtor who under, <laughs> who understands the market, understands really your property. And the big thing is a realtor who is good at sales and good at negotiating. You want them to be good at actually promoting your property. So that way someone will look at your house over the house down the street first uh, it will drive more interest towards your property. And then secondly, it's somebody who is good at negotiating, somebody who can really help you get the, the best price and the best value for what both you're selling and you're buying. Mm-hmm. So you may actually end up making more by using a realtor, even though you have to pay their commissions. Is what you're exactly. Saying. Yep. And I think that's, uh, I think it's important. You know, you and I had this discussion uh, probably a couple of weeks ago when I said, Anytime you sit down to discuss real estate with somebody who doesn't do real estate and they come in with a whole mitt full of papers, you know, it's going to be a long freaking day. <laughs> yep. 
Um, I am all for people educating themselves. I am all for people diving into the information and learning as much as they possibly can. But there's only so much you can learn in a short period of time. If you're selling your house, I'm guessing you're learning within a couple of months maximum. Whereas, you know, you find a good realtor. I know you've got uh, some good friends. We had Triff uh, Chitas on the show. Um, your good friend, Andrew, uh, uh, what's Andrew's last name? McAllister. McAllister, yes. I was going to say McNaughton. Um, guys like that have been in the industry for, you know, sometimes decades. Yep. And not only that, they have people that they're partnered with who've been in there even longer a lot of times. And um, the experience they can draw on is, is far more valuable than anything you're going to find on a computer in the next month. I think that's, uh, that, that's key as a team member. So let's talk about other team members that you're going to need on there. And that's obviously where you come in. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to patronize people. We want, you know, we want to talk about you and, and what you do as a mortgage broker, but also let's talk about how you work with realtors. Cause that's important, especially, especially if you're becoming a professional investor. Yes. There's really four team members you need, but let's talk about the relationship between you and a realtor and an investor that, that kind of, what do they call that? The fire triangle with oxygen and uh, uh, fuel and uh, spark. Yes. Yeah. Especially, I mean, for, for all aspects, it's important for, for the realtor and the mortgage broker to really be in communication with each other. So that way, so that way the realtor knows, Hey, here's, here's the nuances to look for in the property as far as what they can afford. And when I say nuances, I mean, little things like, yeah, we say that, okay, this person can afford a $700,000 place, Mm -hmm. but that's going to vary based on, okay, is it a condo? Is it a house? If it's a condo, what are the maintenance fees like? Uh, What are the property taxes like in both situations? Because all those numbers come into effect and can actually affect uh, the qualifying. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're looking at investment property, you've got additional criteria in the qualifying, which really looks at the rental, the rent coming in, and so forth. So all these pieces have to be really looked at and analyzed, and that's where that's where myself being in good communication with a realtor through that process is key. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think. I think we really need to harken back to four years ago. This, I believe, was four years ago in June or July 2017 when we saw the housing uh, prices dip uh, very sharply. In, and it was a short blip. It was only a couple of weeks to, to maybe a month long. But where people were putting in offers on their homes with the realtor, and all of a sudden, because the home values had dipped, they couldn't get the financing and they weren't closing on the homes, which cost people deposits, lawsuits, all sorts of chaos and mayhem. You want to talk about how that could be prevented by, by having those two parties working together? Well, p- part of it comes down to when you're looking at it, and, and this is also just along those lines of what you're saying about... Uh, about the property not appraising or coming in that way, especially in this, especially in a market like we are right now where houses are going above asking, that's always a danger that can be there. Yeah. yeah. And especially where people are going in and it's really key, it's really key for myself to be talking to the realtor right now, especially with uh, with these multiple offer situations and let's, let's be realistic. If someone's looking at two offers and even one's a few thousand dollars less, but this one's got no conditions on it. Whereas this one's got all these different conditions that have to be met. So the person can Mm -hmm. still back out. They're kind of like, well, this one's a done deal. Let's take the done deal. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So a lot of clients nowadays to really get the property they're looking for, they need to go in with a firm offer. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a couple, a couple dangers that come up with there is you're going in firm, you ought to make sure everything's lined up, uh, that, the, that the financing is 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is, is that what's the, if it is going above ask, is there going to be a situation where the appraisal may come in and now you're having to come up with additional funds? So, and, and there's something we can talk about for the, the mortgage broker's perspective. So the realtor is in charge of the clients, the, the buyers and the sellers and the other realtor, which is a lot to manage. Whereas you coming in as a broker, are going to be communicating with that realtor directly. It's stuff that the client needs to know, but not right now. Am I right? But that the realtor and you communicating is far more timely. It, it completely is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and especially, okay. The look you gave me, I thought I was way off there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I had to think about it for a second. You, you, you caught me on a good question, which is awesome. <laughs> I was like, Wait a second. I got to think about this answer. <laughs> oh, thanks. You complimented me. That's, that's rare. <laughs> so yeah, like, like, let's talk about because there's so many parties involved in a, in a, any kind of house transaction, um, you never deal with the buyer unless they're your, sorry, the, the seller. You never deal with the other party in the, yeah, sorry, the seller. You're always dealing with the buyer. So you don't deal with sellers, agents, unless, um, listing agents, unless, um, the, their the, clients the, are going to be moving to the next one. Is that, uh, the, the, the only time where I've been in a situation where I've, I've interacted with either the listing agent or the clients direct is usually when there's been some condition or there's something in, there's something on the property that has to be fixed or amended or something like that. And so if there, there's occasionally where every, everything's great, but uh, I see that, I mean, just the, and this, this example never come up. It was, okay, there's a, there's a broken window in the basement. We're good with everything, but fix that broken window in the basement. And that's actually written, written, in, the, uh, written in the offer that, hey, the, mm-hmm. the, sell, the, uh, the, the seller will fix this. I mean, the broken window isn't one that would happen, but it could be, okay, there is, uh, what's, what's one I've seen? There was something with the eaves troughs. They just mm-hmm. said, hey, you, you, you just take care of getting that part done. It was written in the offer. As a result of being written in the offer, the... Uh, the lender look, the lender needs to get confirmation that's been completed. And so that's where, that's where, okay, there needs to be a little, little more communication. And I'll just say that the re, the realtor, the whole reason why I had to jump over and talk to the other realtor was because the realtor who was helping my clients out was not a great realtor. So it's, it really can be an insurance policy to have a, a, a good broker on your side as far as financing. Yeah. Because a lot of times yeah. people are using friends and cousins who may not have all of that that experience right? exactly and that that that's where if there was a good realtor who was working with the, the clients on the purchasing end i wouldn't have had to go mm-hmm. and get involved with the listing realtor so 99.99 uh, percent of the time you're never going to talk to the seller exactly the case yeah okay or any client really without the realtor knowing unless yes. you you know unless that has already been bridged and the and you've got that trust triangle there right the uh, the the fire and the or the spark and the oxygen and the fuel yeah exactly um, but that that's really where it comes down to conferencing as a team right this is it's a team sport you know i, I often i look at this often and i remember being a kid and, and monopoly was always my favorite game 
so much so that I got I got it from my uh, from my brother and my mom one year for Christmas. Two like they both bought me one. So I, I absolutely loved Monopoly. And then I look at this when I when I get older, and I'm like, man, imagine if Monopoly was a team sport because it is a game. Yep. It really is a game. It's a game of life, but it's a game. And it's about being faster, smarter, better, better negotiator and knowing your ins and outs. And the easiest way to do that is by having your team. Like exactly. imagine, exactly. <clears throat> imagine if you were coming around that uh, uh, Baltic Avenue and, you know, it's cheap, but can you <laughs> fix it up? And uh, how much is it going to cost? And can I get the money for that and borrow it instead of buying the whole thing? I can just pay the mortgage on it. It would really change the game. <laughs> but uh, but the rules are still basically the same. You know, whoever has the most at the end of the game wins. Yep. Um, so let's talk about really your responsibilities as far as helping the realtor help the client. And I'll, I'll define that a little bit better based on something that I heard recently from a, a, a mortgage specialist uh, who's a friend of mine. They had um, ordered an appraisal on a client's property. It took five weeks for the appraisal to get done. And that can be a major, major screw up as far as the whole thing goes. Do you want to talk about something like that and how you're going to work with the realtor on that? My number one is, is and it, this, this is, so I've had a few situations where the appraisal has not come in. The appraisals come in lower. Uh, so the, the process, and th this is where communication with myself and the realtor is key. The good thing when I order appraisal is it will not go to the lender immediately. So I will actually get a chance to view it. So, so what the realtor can really help me with in those situations is let's look through the comparables because what's going to happen, the appraisal is going to have a list of comparables that they put up. Uh, so let's go through. So that now I'm now I'm going to have a conversation with the realtor and say, "Hey, listen, this is where this is where the value came in. The clients bought it at seven fifty. The the value came in on the appraisal at seven hundred. I'm using a, a pretty big example here, um, and I'm just making this one up. So just just to be clear, this isn't this isn't a case study. <laughs> I can put a disclaimer in the uh, in the description if you want. <laughs> so so the the, appra the appraisal comes in at seven hundred thousand dollars now typically what's going to happen is, okay, well, the client needs their down payment plus that extra $50,000 if that's the way things are left. Mm -hmm. So let, let's have, so this is where, this is where really communication with myself and the realtor becomes key. Here's what we've got. Here's the, here's the comparables that came in. Can you get me comparables that will show a higher value? Mm -hmm. And so there have been situations where I've gone back and with the realtor's help getting me the comparables, I've been able to go back to the appraiser and say, you use these listings here. What about these ones? These are more recent. These are on the same street. These are houses that are more in line with what we're dealing with. Uh, and so I've had situations with that, with the help of the realtor, where we we're able to go back and the appraiser said, you're right. Let me adjust that. Wow. Yeah. So I got I got that, that Jonathan. It happens all the time and I love it. You and I never get tired of talking to you because I honestly, I had no idea that you could affect an appraisal that way. Yeah, I, I, need, I need the data though. And that's where I need the realtor's help to get, to get the right data. I just got chills, dude. That's <laughs> now, on, on the flip side, I've had situations where I've dealt with a realtor who was dealing with, I'll just say a Toronto based realtor who decided, hey, I'll take this property out I'd in the market. Down they, the field. Yeah. <laughs> 
But no, I, I'm just saying a, a Toronto-based realtor dealing with a Hamilton property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, I need these comparable. I need comparables. What do you have? Going well, I can't really get those. I don't really have access to the, to all the Hamilton listings. All right, we got a problem there. If if you're dealing with a market as a realtor, you should have full access to what's going on, so you can educate your client and you can tell them: Is this a good? Is this a good buy or not a good buy for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so I've seen it on both sides, and and that's where that's where I really look. That's where the value of the realtor comes in, especially a very good realtor. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're marketers and negotiators, they're salespeople, they're very different. They are more the art of real estate, whereas you're the science of it, right? Uh, I've never heard it put that way. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. I, yeah, so do I. I'm like that. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I come up with one once in a while. <laughs> but that, that's, that's, that's truly it. They are the art of, of the art of the deal. <laughs> not going to mention who wrote that book. Um, <laughs> but they are the art of it. They're, they're the ones that do the creative. And, and a good mortgage broker is the one who does the science. Because borrowing and lending is a science. It's, it's, it's strictly numbers. Yeah, but that's where the great thing is with you and the realtor talking is that you guys do speak the same language. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, like you, you, a lender has nothing to do with, they don't care what the potential of the property is typically, right? Yeah. They, they, they just look and say what 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 it is what is it today? Yeah, exactly. And that's where you you kind of can translate that analytical over to a realtor who can say, okay, we can we can adjust this or we can we can uh, shave a little off here, you know, and sculpt this project to make it look exactly like it's supposed to for the lender. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that analogy. That might be the title of this uh, this episode: the art and the science. Uh, there we go. I like I like that. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do a little curtsy. Um, so, so we've had a bow and a curtsy in this call. That's good. <laughs> Getting ready for a square dance tonight. Um, <laughs> well, you, you, you do live out in the country, so it, it makes it sense. It is rural, but we're still not allowed to dance. Um, it's like the little town from uh, Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the image that came to me when you said that. Oh goodness, we're getting off topic. So <clears throat> obviously, again, we've spoken about the, the, the realtors dealing with both the buyer and the seller. The realtors dealing with the other realtor. The realtor is going to be dealing with you as far as um, communicating with you and the things that you need to help the client achieve their goal. You're going to communicate with the appraiser and with yep. the lender. Is there anybody else in that equation that you're going to be dealing with? Lawyer. Lawyer. Ooh, talk about that, would you? So the, the lawyer, when it comes down to any purchase, any sale, uh, any mortgage registration, lawyer is going to be involved. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, it's the lawyer who's going to be transferring the deed of the property, going to be registering your name as the buyer, or if you're the seller, will be discharging the mortgage you've got doing all those things. So the lawyer is incredibly important in this whole process, because <laughs> essentially without, yeah. without, the, without the lawyer, then uh, you've paid a bunch of money and you're not sure, quite sure what you've bought. <laughs> <laughs> that's completely possible now <clears throat> do the lawyers explain the mortgage uh, terms and sale terms and all that stuff to their client is that they should be doing that right they they do it to an extent as far as oh you're getting a five-year fixed mortgage your payments this but as far as as far as i'll just say understanding what the penalties are all those things uh, the lawyer is not going to get into that level of detail with it because most of the time they're not 
they're not sent that level of detail with all the documentation. So that's where you would come in properly. Exactly. And make, making with sure. the, the lawyer, uh, sorry, before you communicate really with the lawyer, you'd be communicating all of that with the client and the, uh, the realtor. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Wow. There's a lot of balls up in the air. <laughs> it is. It is. It's fun. <laughs> so I think, you know, hopefully from a, a, a uh, an investor, a borrower's perspective, I'm hoping they start to see that it's not all of these people out there they need to communicate with. They really need a really strong real estate agent and a really strong mortgage broker. Is that, would that sum it up? I mean, a lawyer you could recommend or do they need a lawyer as a team member? You want to have a lawyer as a team member. If well, I'll, I'll just say if you're buying just uh, a house, there's not nothing tricky with the house, with the property, then you do not, obviously you need a lawyer to complete it. Uh, you want to have a good lawyer you can talk to, but as far as the whole process, at what stage do you want the lawyer to come in? It's usually towards the end of the process. Mm-hmm. If there is something, something that needs to be looked at, viewing status certificates, those types of things, any problem with status certificate, that's where you definitely want the lawyer in earlier in the process to make sure that uh, that it's all been vetted and it can be explained by the lawyer to you. Okay, so it's three team members you need. Realtor, yes. broker, lawyer. Yeah. And if you got a good one of each, it should make, you know, doing this over and, and over again. And I'll, I'll just say having a home inspector is key as well. Okay. So who sets that up or how do you find one? Uh, oftentimes a good realtor is going to have a home inspector. I, I know some home inspectors as well, but a good realtor is going to have one. And especially in particular areas, like I, I know several, but, uh, but because, because as a mortgage broker, I work a little more all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably better to have one who knows the area, knows particularly, hey, knows this neighborhood, knows the, the age of the houses in there and things to look for. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a good home inspector is going to go through. They're going to look at the property. And they're going to tell you, okay, I mean, the number one thing they're looking for is, is there anything, anything really cautious, anything that is a red flag in this property you need to be aware of. Uh, but, but also what they're going to do is they're going to go through and they will give you maintenance tips going through. Okay. Letting you know, you know what the roof probably has about five more years left on it. The furnace, the same thing. It's about seven years. You're going to be needing to look at a new furnace just based on what they're seeing. So, so that's where a really good home inspector really comes in and taking some of the things that they say. And I, I would be there with the home inspector as they go through, because they're going to give you some of those tips that will be good to, uh, to just know. So you can be aware of, of things coming up and just how to maintain things things so i'm guessing really though finding the good realtor and the realtor is always going to have that that home inspector that that isn't your direct team member that'd be your your team member by association right yes yeah okay so it's really the three that you need to worry about instead of over you know i'm just trying to simplify it so it doesn't overwhelm people that are trying to become investors here yes yes. um get your realtor get your broker and at the end of it you'll need a lawyer if you don't have one i'm sure either the the mortgage broker or the um, uh, realtor are going to have lawyers that they prefer to work with yes exactly okay so get your get your your realtor and get your uh, and get, get your mortgage broker, and everything else should be pretty simple. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a million things that we can talk about, including property management, post uh, uh, deal, all sorts of things. 
and people to to do those sorts of things but they're all kind of down the road stuff to get started you need a realtor and you need a mortgage broker let them communicate and everything is good all right to sum it up do you want to kind of just list off the top things you feel someone should be looking for in a strong realtor and a strong mortgage broker I'll start with the, uh, with the realtor. So you want somebody who knows the market you're going into. That, that is key. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's lots of great realtors. And, and actually, I find, I find the really good realtors will actually tell you up front going, hey, that's great. You're a great client. Love to work with you. But that area you're, you're looking at, I don't know that area. So you know what? That's funny because Triff Chitis, whom I mentioned earlier, a good friend, I, I tried to get him to help sell my aunt's house. Yeah. And she's moving into a retirement facility. And he literally said that to me. He's like, I don't know the area. We found you a really good realtor that we feel is the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that, so that, that's a key, that's a key thing is a, a, a realtor who knows the area well, understands the trends, knows what prices are selling for, knows, knows the good, the bad, the ugly with the area. And, and I just mean by good, bad, and ugly knows the features that are good and sell well in that area. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, have, having having marble floors in one particular area will will raise the house price considerably. Having marble floors in this area, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I mean, there's there's a million different things that a realtor is going to need to know. But I think, you know, a honesty is going to be a huge thing with a realtor. Yep. Um, ask around. Ask who they. You know, ask a mortgage broker what they think of a certain realtor because there's a lot of times you're going to find people who don't like each other, and you got to make your own judgment it's not that big of an industry yep and uh find out who's especially if you're looking you know if you're buying one home and and living in it fine the realtor doesn't doesn't um necessarily make a huge difference or the mortgage broker doesn't necessarily make a huge difference long term can certainly help with that one-time deal but if you're an investor having that indispensable help of a great broker and a great realtor is going to make all the difference completely the case Anything else on the realtor side that people need to look for to make sure they're good or, or any warning signs if they're bad? Well, the, the, the number one thing is, uh, is are they just trying to, Hey, let me show you, let me show you two. I, I know a few realtors or I shouldn't say I know, but I've met a few realtors. Hey, and they're just like, well, if I have to show someone more than three houses before they're going to buy something, I've, I've, I've not spent, I've, I've wasted my time. So you want somebody who's really looking out for your interest and not just, Hey, let's, let's just get this sale done as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. If they become, I mean, you don't get to know this one until you get to work with them, but if they're becoming too pushy, too much, Hey, you've got to do this, you've got to put an offer in here. You got to do this as opposed to really finding out what you want. A good, a good, a good realtor, they should be they should be taking the time to find out what you are looking for and not trying to push their agenda on you. Yeah, I will definitely say watch out for uh, watch out for being sold. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there are definitely some people out there that uh, that's their main goal. And that's, you know, part of the reason we do this education is to make sure that people are aware of, of things like that and making sure that, hey, this shouldn't be a stressful process. It should be a fun process. Yes, there's a lot of money involved, but if you take the money out of it and you're having fun doing it, I know you can take the money out of it, but if you can enjoy the people you're working with, it's going to make it 
you know, a, a pleasurable experience if it's a first time home or you're selling and buying. But if you're looking at a long-term strategy of real estate investing, which is exactly what we te- teach with the Investment <laughs> Property Income Podcast and all of our, our subsequent trainings, um, I, I, I think it's important. We started out with having fun on this, on this episode. Yeah. Today, as yeah. A lot of times we do. I think it's important to make sure that that's kind of your goal with the people around you. Make sure you like them, know them, like them and trust them. Your realtor, you need to know them, like them and trust them. Your, your broker, you need to know them, like them and trust them. And it helps a heck of a lot. If the realtor and the broker know, like, and trust each other. <laughs> oh, definitely. You, you, you want the communication all around. You need, you need good open lines of communication. And, and as you said, you want to have fun in the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, there, it is, it is a large financial decision, everything else. There can be some, I'll say some stress involved with that, but ultimately if you can have fun while making those decisions, it makes it just so much better. Well, and this is it. And the, the better you get at it, the more experience you have, the more experience your, your team members have, those decisions become a lot simpler and a lot more stress-free. Yes. Um, so from the broker side, what should people, sorry, the mortgage broker side, because there's both brokers and agents on both sides, um, on the mortgage broker side, because you are a broker, not an agent, um, what should people be looking for in a good broker? Aside from just you. <laughs> I was going to say that one, but you beat me to the punchline. I knew it was coming. I know your sense of humor, sir. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, you want somebody who has, who understands the mortgage market. They're not just, hey, I've got one lender. Or I got one or two lenders and that's it. You want, you want to have the knowledge that, that, the broader marketing can give again you want to ha- find somebody who's going to take the time to talk to you and find out what things are important to you uh find out i mean some of the questions you should be getting asked are do you have what are your plans as far as how long you're going to have this house for because mm-hmm. that that's where penalties can come in i mean you could be going in where hey your game plan is only two to three years if they're putting you in a five-year fixed product it's not the right thing for you right there mm-hmm. so they should be asking again Back to asking you questions, really finding out what your goals, your objectives are, and and then finding the right product to meet your goals and your objectives. Am I wrong in saying this? A lot of times when we sum up what we're talking about, you kind of come back to the exact same thing. And and not I'm not by any means lipping you off, not jammy. What I'm saying is it's basic. What it depends. No, no, no. <laughs> Just say it always comes down to talking about the client's goals and yeah. having that conversation. Um, maybe you sound like a broken record to some people if they're old enough to remember what a record is. Uh, <laughs> but it truly is. It's it's basic sales 101 because there is an element of sales in what you do. But basic sales is take care of the client's needs, wants and desires. And they'll be your client forever. Yes hopefully um but you know that's that's just your philosophy about this and i'm sorry i'm i'm actually trying to expound on this because it, it to me i find it very interesting that it's such a basic thing for you but for a lot of agents and brokers both realtors and uh mortgage agents and brokers that's not their first directive they don't really care what the client wants they just try and get it done so they can get the commission yeah. And and truly that is a faster process 
especially if you find, you know, people are, are dismissive when they speak to you from, from a, a consultative uh, a standpoint as a realtor or a mortgage broker. I think it's really important to make sure that they're, they're actually paying attention to what you're saying and, and wanting to, to work with you and help you and, and really learning what your goals and desires are. Whereas <clears throat> if you're dealing with one that's, that's not good, they're just going to be dismissive on all that stuff. And they're not even going to bother trying to find out what you really want. They're going to be like, I have this, this, and this, and, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really should be, it really should be a dialogue with yourself as a client with, with really what you're saying being at the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Now there, I just say there are some situations where it's, Hey, it's great. You want that. Here's what's available. And they should, they should be able to be direct and tell you up front. Mm-hmm. I've had people who I'll just say I've lost deals to people who I've tell them, here's what it is. Here's the truth. Here's your situation. They have someone else tell them a different story, which is basically exactly what they want to hear. And they find out as they get into it going, wait, uh, it went back to what you said. I have so, heard so it, you say that so many times. So, so basically can't because <laughs> we it, talk about deals and I hear that from you all the time. And, and so part of that, part of along what we're saying of what makes, what makes a good, and this goes with the realtor, it goes with the mortgage broker is, are they telling you the truth? Mm-hmm. Are they sitting there and saying, yeah, that's what you want. Let's line it up with what's reality and let's, let's find something within your realistic situation that will work and, and let you know. I mean, if they're just telling you the, the good, the good, the good, the good, the good, not giving you, hey, here's, here's especially I'll just say with these multiple offers mm-hmm. and you're going in with no financing condition, I will paint out, here's worst case scenario. Are you okay with that? If you're okay with worst case scenario, and I'll tell you, you know what, based on what I've seen, I'll put that worst case scenario is 2% is going to happen. But as worst case scenario, that's our fallback plan. Yeah. 2%. Are you okay with that? You're okay. Okay, good. Then let's proceed. I think that's a massive thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm of the philosophy that a real friend will, you know, talk smack to your face and stand up for you behind your back. Yeah. And I think that really needs to be the same with your real estate professionals is somebody who's willing to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Yeah. I can't, I, you know, as you say that I, I, I think about one that you, you had recently where somebody said, Oh, I can get that for you at 3%. And you're like, no, no, that's not going to happen. You, you can only do this with a private mortgage. It's probably going to cost you 12 at the end of the day. Yeah. And of course they went with the other person. Did they ever come back? Cause I know they're nope, coming did, back. Did, did, did not hear from them. Nope. <laughs> And it's, it's so interesting because this is honestly not just with you, but the years that I spent working in brokerages, such a common thing where people get told one thing because a realtor want, or because an agent or a realtor wants their business or because a, a, a mortgage broker wants their business. Well, it's not typically brokers you know, either, on either side, I don't think, because you kind of get washed out if you're really bad, I find, eventually. Yeah. I would like to think at least. <laughs> But uh, where somebody just tells you, hey, I can get you this. And then you find out later on, once it costs you money and you're already stuck in it, that it was either a complete lie or they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. So anything to wrap it up, Jonathan? Always a pleasure talking with you, Jeff. We had uh, had some fun today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, uh, so glad you can tune in.
<laughs> thank you, Jonathan. I always appreciate your time. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about uh, what we've been talking about and want to get a hold of Jonathan, whether you're an investor or a first time home buyer or anywhere in the process, you can certainly shoot him an email at ipincome at a mortgageplan.com. That's ipincome at a mortgageplan.com. Or you can download a free, uh, free copy of the book that Jonathan and I wrote together called Investment Property Income. And you can find that at www.investmentpropertyincomebook.com. And listen to the podcast anywhere that you find podcasts from Spotify to Google Play and all those things. And if you're listening, give us a, a like if it has that feature on there because it always helps us out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. And Jonathan, thank you so for so much for being a friend, a source of knowledge, and uh, always making it a, a, a delightful thing for us to record these. I, I do enjoy it. So have a fantastic Definitely. day and we'll see you soon.